Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Rish, co-founder and CEO of Superworld. With the recent popularity of non-fungible tokens, NFTs, I was looking for someone very knowledgeable to guide us through this new phenomenon. I was very fortunate to be put in contact with Rish. Thank you, Brian. Rish will explain what NFTs are, what the potential use cases are, and how, for example, NFTs play a role in Superworld. Superworld is a virtual real estate platform where you can buy any piece of land with the help of NFTs. And yes, spoiler alert, it can get tricky to grasp at first, huh? (laughs) This episode is for you. If, like me, you want to know more about NFTs, is it all just hype, a fad, or is it the next big thing? Let's find out. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Rish. How are you doing today? Great, great. Thanks, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing well. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Good to hear. And um, yeah, Rish, I'm excited to have you on. You are the CEO and co-founder of Superworld. We will talk about what the company does a bit later on, but I'm really excited mostly about speaking about NFTs. So uh, it's a hot topic uh, in uh, 2021. Uh, it's, uh, it's everywhere. NFTs, I see it on LinkedIn, on Twitter, obviously, and uh, everywhere on social media. So yeah, really want to, to go um, to dig into NFTs with you. What are those NFTs and yeah, what's the use case, et cetera. So uh, yeah, maybe before we start, can you give us a quick introduction of yourself, uh, Rich? Yeah, sure. So again, my name is Rich Lotlikar. I'm co-founder and CEO of Superworld. Superworld is a virtual world mapped on top of the real world that enables anyone to create, discover, and monetize anything anywhere. And also allows anyone to buy virtual real estate anywhere in the world, enabling them to get a share of any of the commerce that happens anywhere in the world, in Superworld, online or offline. Yes, I think you will, you will need to explain that to us a bit later on, but I think maybe it will make more sense once we have gone through what are NFTs. So yeah, Rish, without losing a second, I think let's start with the main question. So what is what are NFTs? <laughs> yeah, so NFTs are digital assets that enable anyone to create content, experiences, literally anything, and convert those into assets that are immutable, transferable, authentic, trustless, and allow us to programmatically create those assets to enable them to pay us or pay others as those assets uh, get sold and resold in the future. So again, you can literally utilize you know, computing and blockchain to create ways to, uh, again, productize anything that you're creating and be able to, again, benefit from uh, blockchain technology to make sure that you're always, you know, having that transparency, 
in the economics of the asset you're creating and, and be able to, again, program it so you're always getting paid in the future when that thing gets resold. Yes, I, I see it. Uh, I understand that. And when you talk about NFTs, it's linked to the blockchain technology. So people, uh, the listeners, they know yeah, what is Bitcoin. I mean, now it's very popular, especially it came back in 2021. And now I think today at the time of recording, we are at an all-time high again. So I think people know what is a Bitcoin. They understand, look, it's uh, immutable transactions, etc. But then you, you mentioned immutable trustless, et cetera, as well for NFTs. So what is the, the link between NFTs and a Bitcoin, for example? Yeah, so Bitcoin is an example of a cryptocurrency, probably obviously the most important, the most uh, you know, well-known cryptocurrency out there. Second to that is probably Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, NFTs are non-fungible. So these currencies by definition are fungible, which means that, you know, if you have one Bitcoin and I have one Bitcoin, the value of both of those Bitcoins is the same. And so if we sold our Bitcoins, we'd get the same amount of cash for that, for mm -hmm. that uh, Bitcoin. And that that's fungibility, being able to, to trade in your asset for cash in this, in this example. Non-fungible means that you know, your asset and my asset might have different prices um, based on the fact that our assets are different. So mm -hmm. the different characteristics of your asset, in our case with Superworld, you know, if you own, you know, the Eiffel Tower um, or land comprised of, of that area in Paris, and I own, you know, a piece of desert somewhere uh, where Burning Man takes place, Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to understand what is the the value of your asset versus the value of my asset. And so that's the definition of non-fungibility in the sense that, you know, again, each asset would have its own own price, its own characteristics, uh, would be unique, and therefore, you know, would have to be priced as a as a, a unique object and and so that's kind of uh, you know how the difference in an a digital asset like bitcoin versus an nft could be explained no oh, very clear uh, rish uh, thank you so we have this um, digital assets for example this can be a, a short video a movie a sound clip or the images so uh, i mean if you look on twitter uh, we call it a jpeg mania etc and then how can we then value, for example, a JPEG or, I mean, a, a photo file uh, of, I don't know, a, a hot air balloon or a dog or, a, or the Eiffel Tower, as you mentioned? How can we value this? Because the, the, the thing is, with this market, we see prices going in, in every direction. I mean, one photo of a sad dog could cost, um, could be priced at, uh, I don't know, $3 million. And then... Uh, Somebody making a, a picture of the Eiffel Tower design could be priced at 200000 So how, how is this happening? How is this valued? Yeah. So, you know, I think the, the beauty of non-fungibility is that the value is dependent on what someone who wants that asset is willing to pay for that asset. And mm -hmm. so, uh, and then also, you know, what, value the creator of that asset wants to, uh, again, price that asset at. 
And so again, it is um, the flexibility that is very important here in terms of non-fungible tokens, NFTs. So if you create a, you know, a piece of artwork or if you buy a plot of land in Superworld, you know, you have a very personal connection uh, to both of those items. Uh, you might value a place in Superworld that you grew up in more than maybe someone else who's just a visitor there. And so you might want to price that item at a much higher price because of your connection, maybe your nostalgic connection to a piece of property. Someone else might just look at it as a commercial opportunity. And so again, just like a piece of artwork, you can see that you know the different values that people place on art. Um, and that's that's kind of an inherent way of thinking about the value of NFTs. Yes, uh, and I see actually the the art is a good way to to make the comparison because I've been a bit looking around and I bought uh, one NFT last week just to experiment a bit to to see how things work. And okay, I, I like the, the the picture I bought, but, and yeah, I don't know. Somehow it's it's a bit dreamy. I don't know. I like it. It's a bit escaping, and it's beautiful, but it's um. I mean, it's an image, so I can see. Yeah, it's like art. I like it, and um, why would I then pay for that as an NFT? While I could also um, uh, right-click with my mouse and uh, save it on my computer, and if I like it so much, I can still print it uh, at home on a, and hang it on the wall. So why would I buy the um, the NFT as a, as a purchaser, I mean, as a collector, why would I do that? Yeah. So again, um, you know, again, the, the actual file itself that mm -hmm. the NFT is represented by, in this case, a piece of art is again, a, a digital file that can be copied as you, as you stated. And, you know, you could, you could create a copy of that file. You could put that file anywhere and um, again, you could you could display it, or showcase it, uh, just as you could any file, um, mm -hmm. whether a music file or a three D file or you know a, a photo or a video. Any anything that's digital can be copied. Now that's exactly why NFTs are important because an NFT can finally now bring authenticity to the digital world. While as before, if you had a digital file, you know, what makes my digital file different from a digital file that is copied? Well, by demonstrating that I am the holder of the NFT for that file signifies that I am actually the owner of the authentic file or the authentic owner of the, you know, IP that the file represents, which is the important part, right? So if all yep. those files are digitally identical, right? The authentic owner is me because I own the NFT in that example, right? And so that's why it's even more important uh, in this case, because in the digital world, um, these things can be copied as you stated. And so NFTs become very, very important. Okay. And I see. And then, uh, for example, what about counterfeiting and stuff. I mean, in the real world, you have a piece of art and okay, if some elements are not present, a signature or certain a type of, let's say a painting, I mean, a certain type of signature, you see, oh, it will be counterfeited. 
is there such a thing in a digital world where there are counterfeits of NFTs or is that not possible? Well, there are ways of creating a copy of a digital file and then representing yourself as the creator of the digital file. And so that is something that is still being solved. Um, it's similar to if you, you know, on, on my background is I used to work on the, on the YouTube platform. And so YouTube had a lot of issues in the past when they, when they started out with, you know, people copying videos or utilizing snippets of videos mm -hmm. and creating new content from those videos. And, you know, I think that is, that is now happening in the world of, of NFTs and digital art, because you have, you know, potentially people, you know, stating that they are the original owners or creators of a, of a file. Uh, and so they're minting NFTs for those files. And that isn't, that is an issue that we're, you know, I think the industry is trying to overcome. Um, and there's, there's, there's technology that again, like everything else will solve that issue. Um, but yeah, you know, the NFT, kind of serves to, to help authenticate uh, ownership. But the problem is, as you stated clearly, that what if someone else you know, uses the NFT technology to state that they have ownership? And that's where mm -hmm. you get into issues. Yeah. Okay. But as well, yeah, the NFT industry is at its infancy as well. So it's very new. So I guess these things will, uh, will improve as well and, and will be programmed. So that's, uh, yeah, we, we will see how things evolve there. And then I had a question because, for example, okay, we see, I was talking about the crazy evaluations. I will not go into details there. Can anyone then make uh, an NFT or who creates these NFTs that we, that we hear about in the press? I mean, who, who's behind this? Well, you know, the beauty of, of the NFT technology is really anyone can create mm -hmm. NFTs. I was just on a, a show with the founder of NFT Kids magazine. And I, I heard that there's an 18-month-old that is creating NFTs uh, for that magazine. <laughs> so, you know, you can start pretty young uh, creating NFTs. If you, if you come to Superworld, as an example, uh, we're at superworldapp.com, we can, you know, again, uh, enable anyone to come and Uh, create NFTs on our marketplace. And really the, the process is simple. Um, you're getting an, a Web3 wallet and you are, uh, again, taking your piece of content, 3D, 2D audio, and, mm -hmm. and then being able to, to what's called mint that into an NFT on the blockchain. So the process is pretty straightforward. Again, the, the beauty of this is you get into Web3, which is Uh, where anyone can become a stakeholder on the web, where you can own content, um, where you're, you're, again, part of building these networks. And that's the, the real, you know, I think, beauty of, of the technology, the industry, and, and the education that's happening with people jumping on board and realizing that they can take control of the content that they're creating. Yes, I mean, especially this... Um... I was referring to art before. I mean, that's a very easy one because people can display it locally, physically in an art gallery, but then now they can display it on the internet, which they could already do. But now they can create this authenticity by uh, having it on the, on the NFT. So uh, as an NFT, so they can uh, mint it uh, on the blockchain. That's right. Yeah. 
the authenticity, the transferability, the ability to you know create ways that these assets can be immutable so mm-hmm. they don't degrade, right? I mean, the digital assets can last forever. And, yeah. you know, all of these things are really important because those are the friction points uh, in the physical world. You know, if you're selling me a piece of art, you know, one of the first questions someone would have is, how do I know this is the original? Exactly. You know, how do I get you, how do I get you the money, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if we're doing a cross-border transaction, you know, it, 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 as the creator of that, of that art, you know, what happens later in the future if you become a really famous artist? Can you still, you know, earn money from your art that you sold, you know, 10 years ago when you were just starting out? Well, in this case, you can. So there's a lot of advancements that the NFT blockchain technology really provides for artists and collectors. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. And, and then, I mean, you, you are very knowledgeable about all of this new world. Uh, so how come you got uh, interest into NFTs? I mean, what was the the idea behind Superworld and creating this space, actually? Yeah. So, um, again, my background is, uh, you know, I started off in business and consulting, investment banking. I worked on Wall Street for a while. I uh, got into venture capital investing in technology companies and was early at a tech company called TopTel. And then about five years ago, started uh, a film television gaming and interactive studio with uh, Mm -hmm. my partner being Michael Bay, the action director, and my co-founder did Call of Duty, Modern Warfare series, and Ghost, the the games. And and so I'd kind of been around the worlds of finance and business and entertainment and Hollywood. And, you know, the idea of how can you put all these things together kind Mm -hmm. of became an important one. You know, we saw Pokemon Go, We saw what they did in terms of creating a very compelling experience in the real world with content. Um, But the issue I saw was, you know, not everyone is into Pokemon Go. Not everyone is into gaming. But I have friends and, you know, myself, for example, I'm into movies. I'm into, you know, television. I'm into sports. I'm into fashion. I'm into music. So how can you empower anyone to create a world based on their passions and how can you create a world where everyone can be a part of the economics that are being created there, the commercial opportunities that are being created there. How can we spread those economics to everyone who's involved in either creating the content, distributing the content, you know, sharing the content influencers that are facilitating, you know, discovery of the content, you know, how do we bring all those stakeholders together? And so to answer your question, you know, the blockchain was the mechanism to do that. And again, we're utilizing a variety of different technologies like AR, VR, blockchain, AI, and Superworld. And that is the beauty of kind of bringing those technologies together. And I would say that our high-level mission is how do we leverage these technologies to actually empower people's real lives? Mm-hmm. How can we create mechanisms where people can earn, you know, livelihoods by utilizing Superworld, buying real estate, owning real estate, creating content? And then how do we do the same things to actually benefit humanity, to build a better world? 
how do we do that? You know, and we're doing things in the Amazon. We're partnered with the World Bank and UNESCO and, you know, other organizations to really leverage these technologies to do positive things for the world. And that's what's possible using these technologies. No, that's, that's very good to hear. And then, okay, I went to your platform. And, and for example, I saw the, the Golden Gate Bridge is on sale. I mean, so I can buy a piece of the virtual um, Golden Gate Bridge for a few Ethereums. So how does that work concretely? So let's say I, uh, I invest or I pay for this uh, part of the Golden Gate Bridge through your platform, a few Ethereums, let's say five. So I, I, buy, I buy it for five Ethereums. What happens next? So how am I empowered to create this better world? Yeah. So, you know, again, Superworld covers the entire surface of planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And we've created a platform that enables anyone to own anywhere on the planet. And we've divided the world into 64 billion virtual blocks. Wow. And each block <laughs> covers, yeah, each block covers a city block of land, 100 meters mm-hmm. by 100 meters. And so when you're buying, in this case, as you mentioned, the Golden Gate Bridge, what you're buying is a longitudinal latitudinally bounded block of land covering the surface of the earth that enables the owner of that land to get a share of any of the commerce that happens on that land in Superworld. So advertising, e-commerce, digital commerce, data, analytics, and gaming that happens there. And so again, Now, you as a owner are able to share in that commerce, not only from the content and activities that you create, but also from the content and commerce that is created by anyone in those locations. So you're not restricted to locations that you own. You can do anything anywhere and share as an owner in anything that happens on your land. But that's quite interesting. So if I buy a place, for example, a commercial place, let's say a Times Square to make a very obvious example, then I can benefit from maybe ad revenue or the, the businesses that are there in the virtual exactly. world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you think it, the best way to think about it is if you thought in the physical world that you wanted to buy a commercial property, right? Mm-hmm. If you bought a commercial property in whatever town or city that you live in, you know, you would hope that people would build businesses on your commercial property, maybe a new store, a restaurant, a nightclub, you know, some museum, you name it, something that produces revenue. And then the owner of that location in the physical world would probably pay you some rent every month, yeah. right? And and then, you know, the ultimately the value of your physical property would go up because there's just so much, you know, revenue being produced there by you know, businesses that are on your property. Now, the beauty of this is if you take this to the virtual world, the ability to monetize any location is infinite because in Superworld, there's an infinite number of filters in any location. And so you're not restricted to time or space, right? You could look at things now, you could look at things in the future, you could look things in the past. In other words, you can create ways of content that 
are not based on physical requirements. You can really kind of, you're unlimited in the potential of what you can create there. And then the, the visitors don't have to even physically come there. They can virtually visit your location. And so the potential for any location to become, you know, very productive is very high because of the fact that you're you're not limited by many physical constraints. And so the idea is that by owning virtual land, the idea is that that land, uh, you know, has the potential to become even more valuable than physical land because you could have an infinite potential of monetization there. Yes, indeed, there's no more time. So yeah, that's quite a... I mean, it's quite advanced concept. I mean, I never thought of it uh, in such a way, but yeah, why? Well, uh, I see the value. I mean, at least as an investor, or as, somebody, as someone who, who would put money in it, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's quite a interesting concept, uh, I must say. And then, Rish, um, um, I was wondering one thing and one question I have is: we see these NFTs. Uh, I mean, mostly pictures. Uh, I mean, this is what I see mostly in the press. Uh, we can um, buy and sell them, invest in them, so people yeah, can uh, make their, do their own research to see what is valuable or not. But then I was wondering, where is this all going? Because I think I see the applications in Superworld, but where in general is the NFT industry going, heading? Do, do you have any pointers or do you have any yeah, visions to share here uh, where the, this world is going? I heard something about gaming the other day, but yeah, any other potential uh, yeah, applications? Yeah. So, you know, I think that the best way to think of the NFT technology is, is that it enables, again, anyone to create a building block of the future web. So NFTs are kind of the foundational you know, building block of what we are going to consider, you know, the future immersive computing worlds that come together or what many people are calling the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so the technology itself will allow you as a creator, again, as a, as a, as an investor, as a, you know, as an influencer, as an educator, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever bucket of life that you think of yourselves. And if you, if you, you know, occupy several of those, you're going to be able to productize whatever that you're, you're working on into an NFT. So if you, if you think of, you know, the way the web currently works, we put a lot of content out there. We put a lot of effort in creating assets of a variety of types, whether they're audio assets or they're, you know, documents or mm -hmm. their, their websites or their applications, you know, we, we went from uh, a world where, you know, software was purchased. Like if you wanted to use Microsoft word, you had to buy, you know, Microsoft office and you paid, you know, 300 bucks and you owned it. And you got a license to that, right? Mm -hmm. And now, and then we move to a world where you buy subscriptions for a software. And then we move to a world that was more kind of free to play, freemium plans, where you could 
you know, you didn't even have to buy a subscription. You got free usage of it and you wanted to upgrade. You, you paid a little bit more. And now we're moving to a world where every little piece of anything can be authenticated. It can be tiered. It can be, you know, again, programmatically created that allows creators and buyers the real specificity uh, specificity to ownership of that content or application. And so again, the, the thing I'm telling you that I think is important is the future of NFTs is going to be permeating everything that we do in life because the technology empowers us to create, discover, and monetize anything, anywhere. And that's the mission of Superworld. Oh, wow. And I cannot uh, imagine what the kids that are reading this NFT magazine for kids will be able to create in 20 years. Huh? <laughs> it, it will be a, it will be a, I don't know, it will be a hybrid world. <laughs> yeah, I was blown away. I mean, if you have 18-month kids, I mean, 18-month-old kids creating NFTs, you know, it just demonstrates how easy it is to utilize this technology and how quickly it's going to be permeating, permeating our, our daily lives. Indeed. So, well, Rish, uh, thank you for this introduction in NFTs. I think I have a lot of questions in my head still, but yeah, I think we, we're going to stop here for now. Uh, thank you uh, for um, all your clear explanation. Thank you for your time. But before I let you go, Rish, we always have our three quick fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Very good. So you are uh, delivering a platform uh, which uh, produces NFTs. But what has been your best investment so far? I would say the best investment that anyone can make, and I, I truly try to, to make this investment, is, is an investment of, of time and resources into educating myself about mm -hmm. the space. This, you know, the, the, the blockchain space transforms literally at a you know minute by minute pace and the opportunity to be really exposed to the latest that's happening in the space is is something that we all have the opportunity to to do you know it just really mm -hmm. takes a an internet connection and a desire to learn so i think that's that's probably the best uh, investment i'm making on a daily basis okay thank you and what is the best book you can recommend to anyone? And it does not need to be on uh, blockchain or finances. I've really enjoyed a book by Ray Dalio called mm. Principles. Yeah. And it's a book uh, about creating a framework for yourself to operate in your personal life and business life. And, you know, kind of helps you kind of understand you know, how to operate in a way that I think optimizes and allows you to kind of go after any goal that you, you'd like, personal or business or, you know, any part of your life, really. So I, I love that book. It's called Principles. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And it's, I think it's the second time it's mentioned. So it must be good. And I still need to read it as well. So I'll link it in the show notes so the listeners can find it as well. And then the last question is, what is a good purchase you can recommend for under $100? Uh, under a hundred dollars. Um, you know, I, I buy a lot of books on audible. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I, I, I would say that again, back to the first question, I I'm always learning and reading. 
so I, I think the the best purchase anyone can make under a hundred dollars is, is, is go, go download audible and, and go download books, especially on, on crypto. There's so much to learn here. So I, I think that that's something I try to do fairly often. And, you know, again, you can get books now for less than 10 bucks. So there's lots of them out there. You know, I'd, I'd get a subscription to Audible too. <laughs> um, probably also fits the description of under hundred bucks. Yes, sure. And I, I like it as well. And it's, it's easy for in the car or, I mean, it's like a podcast. So it's, it makes me read or consume more books indeed. So I like it as well. No, very good. Yeah. So uh, Rish, thank you again. And um, yeah, where can the, before I let you go, yeah, where can the listeners find you? We talk about Superworld app. So is that the only place or are you on social media as well? Yes. So my name is again, H-R-I-S-H-L-O-T-L-I-K-A-R and Rish Lotlikar. And that can be found anywhere. So I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, literally any social network. Definitely reach out. If you want to reach out directly about Superworld, my email address is CEO at superworldapp.com. If you're excited about what we're doing, I'd love to hear from you. Superworld's a movement. It's not just a technology. It's a movement to come together to, to build a better world. So very open and accessible. Would love to hear from you. And we're really having a worldwide movement to, to build Superworld. So I'd love to have any of your listeners involved. Excellent. Excellent. I'll make sure to, to leave all your contacts in the show notes. So please reach out to Rich, guys. And uh, yeah, so thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to being in touch with you. And thanks again for all the work you're doing. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. Or you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one, NFTs. So what is an NFT? It's a digital assets that represent any real world type of content, art, music, etc. That is immutable, transferable, authentic, trustless, and that is generally encoded with the same underlying software as cryptocurrencies. They can be sold and resold online. They make it possible to productize anything you're creating and it is benefiting from the blockchain technology, which brings transparency in the economics, to get paid in the future. NFTs are non-fungible, which means that each NFT or asset will be sold at a different price. The value is not the same when sold. Huh? For example, if I sell one Bitcoin and you sell one Bitcoin, we will get the same price for it. Number two, yeah, what about the crazy high values that we see in the press? Well, they come from what someone is willing to pay for that asset, and how the creator sets the price for that asset. Number three, why people buy NFTs. Digital files can be copied, eh? like the, the JPEGs or the pictures or uh, even music. The files can be copied, but NFTs can bring authenticity to the digital world. What makes my file different than a copy? I am the holder of the NFT for that file. I am the owner of the authentic file or the intellectual property that this file represents. An NFT is there to help authenticate ownership. Number four, who can create NFTs? Well, anyone can create NFTs. You and I, we can. And even 18 months old toddlers can. <laughs> so yeah, if you're a creator and become famous, the great thing is that you can still make money from the art you sold 10 years ago if it gets resold. Because every time you sold, every time an NFT is sold, the you will get a commission from it. So if you get famous, then you will be able to sell it for more money. So then you will be able to get more commissions. 
And last but not least, where is this whole NFT industry going? Well, it enables anyone to create a building block of the future web. NFTs are a kind of foundational building block of what we are considering the future immersive computing world or the metaverse. The technology itself will allow you as a creator influencer to be able to productize whatever you're working on into an NFT. You will be able to create, discover and monetize anything anywhere. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.